Cities in America are hollowed out shells of the former glory that they used to hold. Democrats continue to push policies that will be detrimental to the black community. And our own Governor Gretchen Whitmer posts an opinion piece in the New York Times. That's going to be fun. Knucklehead Row. We're heading down there to check out what our governor is saying. Not only does she support the uh, spirit of defunding the police, whatever the hell that means, but her opinion on all of this this stuff going on, it's, it's going to surprise you. You're in for a treat. Uh, all that and more today on the Holmes Politicast. Let's get started. So as I say, a lot to get to today. Um, we're going to start with uh, this this amazing bill that has come out of the Senate that is going to fix so much. It's just going to be, it's, the world is now the safest possible place in the universe. Okay, the, the Earth is now the safest possible place in the entire universe because... Michigan has pushed through this bill. All right, let me tell you what it is. Guys, get ready to be excited. You are going to be jumping up and down with joy. You're going to be just, just giddy. You, it, it's, it's, ah, it's so fun. I'm smiling just thinking about how excited you guys are going to be. Okay, so what did the Michigan State Senate do unanimously? It approved bill requiring police receive implicit bias training. Yes, that's right. You heard it. Our cops will never again be plagued by implicit bias. They will be trained to deal with their deep-seated emotions of white supremacy and hatred for the black. They will be able to control it. All right, maybe I'm getting a little carried away. But uh, anyway, uh, Michigan State Senate thought this was a good idea. Obviously, the entire state Senate... Uh, because who's going to vote against a bill, you know, requiring black people to be nice or requiring police to be nicer to black people? Who's going to vote against that? I, mean, the, I can already I can hear the headlines writing themselves. Racist Republicans vote down bill requiring police to be nice to blacks. I mean, it, it's I mean, of course, of course, I haven't looked at the bill because it's probably just a mishmash of a bunch of. Stupid proposals and, um, you know, it's, 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 so here's how I know this is going to be great. All right. Here's how I know. Guess, I'm, I'm going to give you one guess. You're only going to need one. Uh, well, maybe you might need more. I mean, I asked my mom this and she said China, uh, but guess who else has in America, guess which major city has implicit bias training for its cops since 2015. That's five years. I'll give you a minute. You're thinking. You're thinking hard. You can't come up with the end. Oh, it's Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Minneapolis has implicit bias training. Huh. So, um... Just just so you guys know, I'm not lying about this. I went and I actually pulled uh, an article from um, from uh, the Minneapolis Star Tribune. All right, Minneapolis police training aims to help officers recognize biases. 
Minneapolis Police have launched a new training program to teach the entire department how to counteract personal biases at a time of renewed scrutiny of police tactics locally and across the country after several racially charged incidents. Well, you know what, 2015, we had racially charged incidents too. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering that there was this Bahama, Jijama, there was some black guy in the, in the White House, um, totally not going with the color scheme, by the way. Uh, it is the White House, uh, God, that's, that's an awful joke. And if I ever get famous, Media Matters will find that in about half a second. Uh, I will be deplatformed. And so, shameless plug for the show. Uh, me, you know, these people can deplatform. De well, you know, I guess I don't really have a platform right now or monetary uh, incentive. So, you know, what? the most they can do to me actually is to eat my shorts. So. All right, so obviously Minneapolis has implicit bias training. And it didn't stop. It didn't stop the brutally racist instance of this Derek Chauvin from putting his neck or putting his knee on the neck of an unarmed black man. I mean, if it's not going to stop that, what will it stop? Um... Maybe the problem isn't racism. Maybe the problem is just bad policing. Maybe the problem is just when when you come into... Ooh, excuse me. Maybe the problem is police coming into contact with violent men every day. Violent men that could kill them every single day. And you know what? We as a society, we ask the police to do this. We ask them to go and take care of our garbage our pieces of human debris that are running around out there with guns, with knives, killing people, stealing from people, looting, rioting now, um, the murderers, the rapists. We ask our young men in blue to go and deal with those people. Okay? That has an effect on somebody. You, you can't see criminal after criminal after criminal after criminal after criminal and then see another criminal and think anything but this dude's just like the rest of them. That's not how this works, okay? And in this situation, there will be accidents. So this implicit bias training is going to do nothing. Um, it's an appeasement for the left. It's, it's a, for some reason... Our politicians think that pushing through legislation is how to stop the riots. You know how you stop the riots? Rubber bullets and tear gas. That's how you stop riots. You don't stop riots by appeasing them because you know what? The next questionable unarmed black man we have dead, they're just going to be right at it again. They're going to be demanding more bullcrap. So thank you so much to all of our spineless lawmakers for doing absolutely nothing with your thumb all the way up your posterior. You guys are just wonderful. And I'm so glad we have you in office. Ugh, we need to we need to reset. We need to elect all new Senate, Congress, um, legislative and executive. We can't we don't really elect judicial, so I would say we need to reelect all them, but you can't. So although our judicial system is a big problem, which I'll get to later. Uh, on in the show. Well, you know what? You know, I've been ranting about 
the stupid thing for long enough. I think you guys get the idea. Implicit bias training is going to do nothing. And of course, it's going to fly through Congress. And the second it gets on Whitmer's desk, she's going to make a big hullabaloo about signing it. And of course, I, I, I'm predicting the future right now. So listen up. Listen up. All right. When I predict the future, you listen. Because when I'm right, I want you to bow to me as everybody is bowing to the Black Lives Matter. Okay. Because I was right. I was predicting the future and I was right. All right, so obviously I know the future. Obviously there's something going on here, and maybe everybody should pay attention to me. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I'm, I'm making a prediction, and I'm always right, so I don't know. I don't know. You guys, you guys do with that information what you will. So actually I'm going to just mention it briefly um, because there's so much to get to, and I've already spent quite a bit of time ranting about the Senate being dumb. Um, so... The lawsuit filed by Republican lawmakers that went through a circuit court, um, they were rejected. They appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court pushed it back. Why? Uh, well, Governor Whitmer says it's because it's all just a political game. Uh, what the Supreme Court actually says is because it didn't go through the proper legal channels. Now, of course, it didn't go through the proper legal channels. But this is an issue of constitutional integrity, and the Supreme Court should take this up Uh they didn't because, you know, they're a bunch of liberal judge idiots and they don't understand that not making a rule. Well, they, no, they know exactly what they're doing. They're not making a ruling on this so that there's no precedent set. And they, they, they're just covering their posteriors and running and hiding. Because um, they know that in a few months or in a couple weeks, we're going to be reopened. Governor Whitmer's going to take away all our executive orders, and then everything will be hunky-dory. You know, except that little part where the governor, for three months, stepped on the necks of all her people and told them they couldn't open their businesses and tried to find them. So, you know, besides that, it'll all go back to being hunky-dory. All right. That's all I'm going to say about that, because there's so much to get to. Um, this one, the biggest one of the week... Asymptomatic spread of coronavirus is, quote, very rare, WHO says. Wow, who'd have thunk it? Asymptomatic spread is very rare. Wow, it only took the who three months to get that. I got that. I got there in like two weeks, all right? Two weeks into this crap, I was like, hey, if you don't have symptoms, you're probably not going to spread it very easily, especially if it's spread by droplets. Well, look at this. It takes the World Health Organization two and a half months to catch up to an independent podcaster podcasting from his garage. What the F? Our, our entire system is just screwed. All right, if I, a dumbass independent podcaster in his, in his freaking garage, can predict these things, and then the WHO comes by, or the, the World Health Organization comes by two and a half months later and verifies exactly what I'm saying, why do we need them? Why do we need them? I think I'm so glad President Trump defunded them because they have just been wrong about every single damn thing about this virus that they could possibly be wrong on. Every single thing that they can, like, some of them have been 50-50, all right? You either do it or you don't, all right? They had a 50% chance of making the right decision, but they couldn't manage it. Masks. Don't wear a mask, it doesn't help. Oh, Shutdown. Oh, we're, this spreads extremely fast, even among asymptomatic cases. In fact, right from the beginning, no human-to-human -human transmission because, oh, 
great and honorable China says there's no human-to-human transmission. WHO, go screw yourself. And the valiant steed upon which you rode in. Because I'm so tired of me being right and the World Health Organization being complete blustering idiots. Ugh. This, this might be a bit of an uh, uh, me-talking-severely show because I'm so annoyed at everybody right now. Uh, just everything that's going on is stupid, and I have trouble dealing with stupidity. All right, I, I'm just going to throw that out there. I, I deal well with people who are ignorant, know they're ignorant, want to learn. Stupidity... Making bold statements upon which you know nothing or on topics about which you know nothing. That's what really pisses me off. So, I mean, obviously the who has to, the, I, I keep saying the who, this isn't, this isn't the, the eighties, you know, British band or the sixties, sixties. Ooh, let me correct myself. This is not sixties British band. Uh, this is the world health organization. Uh, you know, I, I forgot where I was going with that, except for um, we should defund them long before we defund the police. All right, I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. Maybe the health organization that has gotten every single little minute detail of this entire coronavirus pandemic wrong, <clears throat> maybe we should defund them before we defund the police. Okay, there's, there's maybe an idea. Throwing it out there. We'll, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Take it for what it's worth. Um... Yeah. So, speaking of defunding things, uh, our government wants to defund the police. Okay. So, Governor Gretchen Whitmer, your governor, you chose her, you love her, she's been stepping on your neck, and you are just a sadistic little piece of crap, and you've been loving every second of it. You wanted her to whip you a little bit. Um, you know, put on some leather and all that stuff. Uh, so our, our brilliant, just absolutely phenomenally smart governor thinks that she should show support for the spirit, quote unquote, of quote unquote, defunding the police. Um, that is the most, that is the, all right. I can't say the most spineless. That is one of the most spineless political statements I've ever heard. Can she pander any harder to the left? Like, I know. I know she's a Democrat. I know that. I know they've got to please their base. But when your base is wrong, fundamentally wrong on something, and you say... Well, I agree with the spirit of what you're doing. That's like a participation trophy. Well, you tried. You get an A for effort. I mean, what you're proposing is total lunacy. It would descend the country into chaos almost instantly. We would have gang-run cities overnight. Every single law-abiding citizen would be terrified to leave their effing house... But I agree with the spirit of what you're saying. You know what? You know what? Let's 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 hear what our great uh, thought leader Gretchen Whitmer 
thinks about defunding the police. So I love this line from the article. Uh, gov- <clears throat> Sorry. <clears throat> Click on Detroit. Um, Michigan governor, this is very new, uh, just from today, or just from uh, Tuesday. Um, Michigan Governor Whitmer supports, quote-unquote, spirit of, quote-unquote, defunding police, open to ending qualified immunity. So I'm going to skip over the first couple uh, paragraphs because they're dumb. Uh, Third paragraph. Governor Whitmer was asked about the call from activists to, quote-unquote, defund the police, which essentially means divesting funds from police departments and then reallocating them to social services and other community resources where they are needed. The action is being specifically encouraged among marginalized communities where policing and police brutality occurs more frequently. All right. Um, no, they're not. You know how I know they're not? Uh, because it's, it's the rioters and the looters and the criminals that are saying defund the police. Maybe, maybe they have an ulterior motive. To defunding the police. Now I've seen a lot of videos of store owners. Of law abiding black citizens. That have not been out rioting and looting. And they're saying that black lives matter. Is ruining their lives. Is doing things that is that are, are immoral. They're destroying their own cities. And black people don't appreciate. What black lives matter is doing. I know I've heard from quite a few of them. There was the girl that her sister was killed. Uh, the lady that her shop was destroyed. She's a partial owner of a shop. Her shop was torched. Um, the list goes on. I'm not going to name all of them. But black people are not this stupid. Unless you're marching and rioting and looting and protesting. Those are the stupid black people that also think defunding the police would be a great idea. No way. The person burning down buildings thinks that defunding the police would be a great idea. I never thunk it. How how could you possibly think, as, as a politician, how could you possibly think that supporting this will be good? All right. Now, let me, let me just give you some context. All right. The police arrest hundreds of thousands of criminals every year. All right. The cops aren't just spending all their time sitting on the necks of black men. All right. So to pretend... One, that defunding the police is even a rational thought is retarded. Okay. So these men that go and arrest, as I've said before, are most violent, are most deadly, are most... The the people that you, yes, you, you person sitting there disagreeing with me, you want to go out and find murderers and rapists? No, I don't think so. One, because... You're kind of a pansy. You wouldn't want to go after a murderer or rapist. I wouldn't either. Which is why I'm not a cop. All right? That's why I'm not a cop. Because I don't want to do that job. It's stressful. It's dangerous. Cops die. By the way, much more often than innocent, unarmed black men, by the way. Uh, cops are, are definitely more victimized than innocent, unarmed black men. So... <clears throat> If we're, if we're going for a statistic here, I mean, if you're a cop, you got a way better chance of a black guy killing you than you have of killing a black guy, just statistically speaking. Um, so these men that go out and deal with society's worst, 
um, are being villainized, are being told that they should be defunded uh, by our our just brilliant, brilliant governor. Um, way, you know, way to way to make the people protecting you feel safe, Whit- Whitmer. I mean, what like you you're not gonna have uh, government government protection forever. I mean, unless you install yourself as queen, which you seem to be close to doing, but eventually you're going to have to come and live in society with the rest of us. Telling a bunch of people that it is a good idea to defund the police is stupid. All right. I'm just going to leave that there. Ugh, this woman is too stupid to be our governor. All right. So an opinion piece. Uh, now we're going to transition, you know, hard because, um, well, we're not, you know, we're, we're staying on the topic of Whitmer um, because she's she's just too stupid to not be in the news. She's just too dumb. All right. So, um, so Michigan Republican chair, Michigan Republican Party chairman, chairwoman. I don't want to be uh, don't want to be sexist here. Uh, Laura Cox. Ooh, that's sexist too. Can't get away from it on this one. All right. So, Miss um, Bleep <clears throat> writes, I'm just kidding, Laura. <laughs> I, I would never uh, want you to feel bad about your name. Um, I just don't want to get censored. Okay. So, back in March, when Governor Gretchen Whitmer issued her first COVID executive orders, she made three promises to the people of Michigan. Okay. You'll, you'll remember these, these may sound familiar. I may have, I may have mentioned them once or twice on the show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You may have to go back and listen. I don't know. So first, the governor stated her goal was to quote unquote, flatten the curve of COVID-19 infections to prevent hospitals from being overcrowded. Yep. Yeah. I remember her saying that. Second, the governor stated data would drive her decision. And third, the governor said all her actions would be taken to save lives. So, she goes on. Michiganders had flattened the curve by mid-April. However, the governor keeps moving the goalposts to keep Michigan locked down. She claims it's necessary to extend her orders to address a hypothetical second wave and contends if her lockdown ended, thousands more could die and our hospitals will get overwhelmed. Yet, Whitmer has failed to cite where this has happened or show another of the notoriously flawed models she previously used to justify her decision-making. But one thing is clear. She has no clear goal for the ending of her lockdown. All right. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm totally on board with that, Laura Cox, uh, because, quite frankly, I don't think she wants to end the lockdown. Uh, The longer it goes on, uh, the worse the economy is, and then, you know, that'll help. Her uh, running mate, Joe Biden, uh, Sleepy Joe. I, I, you know, I don't know how she thinks. I, I really don't understand how the people that are pushing for these lockdowns think it is politically advantageous for them to keep them down. Like, I, this is one thing that has stumped me. Because like, I think tactically. I think, how is this going to hurt? How is this going to help? How can I use this to hurt my opponent? Um and I've thought through, like, how Democrats could possibly turn this on Trump. How could they possibly use this 
to win the White because that's all they that's that's their goal. Their goal on election years to win the White House. Uh, their goal on off election years is to you know get as many Democrats in the Congress. Of course, it's the goal for Republicans too. But that is that is the goal of a political party during elections. And I'm just thinking, how does destroying your own economy in Michigan hurt Trump and help you? Because as soon as you say Trump's economy is bad, he's just going to turn right around and say, No, the economy's pretty good in Republican states. It's just the idiots that run the Democrat states that they can't figure out that COVID isn't as bad as we first thought. They're just a bunch of dummies. And, you know, I hate to say it, but it's true. Uh, I'm not a dummy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the president. I'm very smart. But these, these Democrats, they're dummies. And, you know, what's going to work. I'm going to believe them. I'm going to say, oh, yeah, the Democrats are dummies, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, you show them. You show them, president. So, um, you know, if anybody else has ideas on to, as to how this could possibly help Democrats, I would love your help with this because I'm, I'm still flabbergasted, okay? So, Laura Cox goes in to just slam Governor Whitmer about... Um, about you know continually moving the the deadline out further and further, um, not using data to support her uh, decision making, uh, or or rather using exclusive sets of data, like she will not look at recoveries, uh, she'll only look at number of new cases and deaths. So, I mean that's 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 okay. If those are the only two things you want to know. But those aren't really the only two things we want to know. Um, there's a lot more that we need to know. Infectivity rate. Um, we need to know how many people are recovering from this. How many people are asymptomatic. How many people... I mean, we, there's a lot of things that we, we, we need to know. And she just hasn't been giving us the statistics for so long. I remember. You know, even, even people that supported her very heavily for the first month were highly critical of her not giving out any information she she had her little graphs of deaths and and uh new cases and that was it she had projections which are guesses she had guesses for how bad the coronavirus could possibly be but she had nothing concrete she had no solid data that was driving her decision to keep the economy shut down and in fact it seems she arbitrarily made decisions like she opened everything up and uh who are the last people to open up? Oh, barbers. Oh, my barbers. Oh, is it maybe because one of them was defying you, Queen Whitmer? You wanted to keep your neck or your, you wanted to keep your knee on his neck for a little bit longer. I mean, understandable. You are a tyrant. You got to make sure that the tyranny has gotten through. You know, you got to make sure that the the stupid peasant knows that if he opens his business before you say it's okay. That you will come in there like a hellfire and burn him to the ground. Or you'll send your supporters in to do it. You know, one or the other. Um, so, yeah, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, you know, no, you know, here's where I was going with that. Uh, we need to recall Governor Whitmer. Uh, so there is a petition going around. I just signed today, actually. Or no. Yeah, just signed it today. Um, it is a petition to... Limit the governor's emergency powers 
for any subsequent governor and for this governor. Uh, we need to get it on the ballot this November. We need to have 500,000 signatures. I think it's 500,000 signatures. So if you want to sign this petition, please, please email the show. I will get you the information. I will send you directly to where you need to go to sign this petition. You can read it. Um, I will be... I will be getting the information for that, and I'll be posting it actually on our website. So look for that coming up um, sometime today, Wednesday. Ah, it is actually Wednesday now. It's past midnight. All right. So, uh, yes, look for that. Look for the, uh, you know, other petitions going around. There are a lot of petitions going around because of everything that Governor Whitmer is doing. We need to stop the tyranny. We need to stop politicians from using laws uh, in ways that, they were not intended to be used. So please get a hold of me. Uh, we need to get as many signatures on that petition as we can. Uh, if you're not registered to vote, uh, do it. Why aren't you registered to vote, dummy? Um, if you're listening to the show, you're probably smart enough to be registered to vote. So I don't think anybody out there is dumb enough to not be registered to vote, but uh, do it. If you're not, I won't judge you, except like in in, in, in my mind, I will be judging you harshly. Um but outwardly, I'll be very kind, okay? I will help you. I will do anything you need. So there's that uh, opinion piece by Laura Cox. Uh, I totally agree with everything she said there. This is going to be a little bit longer of a show. Dang, I'm already at 30 minutes, and uh, <laughs> we have not even gotten through everything. So uh, you know what? You know what? I think we need to... Uh, skip Whitmer. No, I'm not going to skip that. Okay. I'll just talk about this briefly. Okay. So the Michigan panel okays language. This is from Detroit Free Press. Michigan panel okays language for petition to recall Governor Whitmer. So we've had a couple petitions to try and recall Governor Whitmer. They were both rejected for factual inaccuracies. They were rejected for vague language, um, vague uh, claims against Governor Whitmer. And... Uh, punct- I, maybe punctuation. I'm not sure. Um, I know. I know that um, grammar was one of the issues. But so these petitions, there's there's been a couple of them tried. This one's finally been okayed. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, uh, which is why I'm not spending a lot of time on it. Um, and remember, remember, this is me predicting the future. Uh, this is not going to go anywhere. So take that one to the bank. Uh, stick it in your pipe, smoke it, you know, whatever you got to do with it, but that's the way it's going to be. I'm sorry. Um, it's just, it's, it's the hard knock life for us. You know, we, we got to deal with it. And, uh, unfortunately recalling Whitmer, I don't think will happen, which is sad. I'm sad that we can't recall her. Um, I would, I would just love to see her face as the people of Michigan, Give her the biggest middle finger in the world. I wish. I so wish I could see that. It would make my heart so happy. Infinitely happy, I think, actually. Um, Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable saying infinitely happy. Um, My my new fiancé already does that anyway. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm getting married. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, if, you, if you're not my friend and you haven't been, uh, you know, following my Facebook, 
Uh, you know, you know what? Even if you have been following my Facebook, you might not know because I didn't post anything because <laughs> half the people on my Facebook hate my guts, so <laughs> I don't care if they know. Uh, I just, I just keep them on there for you know so that they see my political uh, stuff. So, yeah, get it married next year. Um, that's great. I'm so happy for me as well. Thank you, thank you guys all for your for your uh, gracious. Um, um, Congratulations to the both of us. So, um, I forget where I was going. Give me a second. Ah, yes. Uh, Governor getting Governor Whitmer getting the middle finger. Um, yes. I wish. Uh, you know, we can we can hope, but don't hold your breath. All right. So, Governor Whitmer, as 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 I've said before, she, she you know she. She's got a, an inconsistency or two, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe two is a stretch. Um, maybe it's like more like 5,000. But here's the next inconsistency, inconsistency, which I talked about last week, of course. Um, Governor Whitmer is all of a sudden super pro-protest, all right? Enough that she's going to speak at Highland Park protest. Um so she's quoted here as saying, elections matter. We cannot be defeated. We must move forward together. When we do that, we cannot be defeated. Pfft. As if Democrats are the ones that are going to make black lives better. What a load of shit. Yes, I said that. Um, so most of these accounts of police brutality happen in Democrat-run states, Democrat-run country or democrat run cities um it is democrats that don't know how to run a single effing thing democrats can't do it they 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 just can't because all they want to do is spend your money that's that's really their 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 barometer of success is how much taxpayer money have we spent all right so having a horrible barometer of success uh i guess gives you the idea that you're going to be that you're actually a success um, Gretchen Whitmer is not a success. She's a massive failure. Uh, she's failed at every point on the COVID spectrum. She's now failed at every point at protecting free speech and the First Amendment. Um, she's just awful. Just awful. Awful governor. But she she decides that she's going to go and um, tell you know the news that police brutality is, quote, one of the most important issues of our generation, unquote. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, because that's what you ran on, right? You ran on police brutality. Uh-huh. Yeah, because... Oh, oh, no, oh, no, you didn't. You didn't. Because police brutality happens like once an effing year, all right? No, it happens more than that. It. I know. I know. All right? It, ha- it has happened a lot since these riots started. I know people are trying to convince me that the police are just the bad, the worst people in the world because they're not being super nice right now, you know, with their cities burning and their mayors telling them to stand down and, you know, but police are just, they're just, they're just, uh, you know, awful, awful brutality everywhere. Oh, oh, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that personal story out. Uh. I had some girl say that she had like 500 instances 
of police brutality. And I look and within like the first two videos I saw, I saw one that had no police brutality in it. Um, it was just some dude filming the cops in riot gear. So <laughs> there goes any credibility that that girl had. Uh, oh, and also the guy that, you know, said that her lies were good and, you know, pure and wholesome. And he's a tool too. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was funny. 500 counts, uh, probably more like maybe a hundred. And, you know, in a nation of, God, I don't even, it's 382, no, three, it's 328.8 million, I think. I don't know. I don't know. The number's escaping me. Um, but anyway, yeah, in a nation that size, uh, obviously, a hundred instances of police brutality, especially when there's fires and rioting and looting all over the country. Um, I'm not surprised. I'm actually not surprised. So, uh, you know, Lieutenant Governor and self-hating black man uh, Gilchrist said, we're talking about the fact that we need to reframe and restructure the relationship between law enforcement and the community, particularly between law enforcement and the black community. What we're saying is that not only do black lives matter, but black futures matter and black potential matters. Uh, this stupid black man um, that, you know, probably has not ever had a run-in with the police. Um, I would imagine he is not out committing crimes. Uh, he's not out rooting and, lo rooting and rioting. Uh, looting and rioting. Um, he's not doing any of the, like, he's not out in a gang. He's not, you know, threatening anybody. He's, he's, he's seems to have finished high school and college and gotten married and had children and done all the things that you need to do to be successful in America. And yet this dumbass thinks that, oh, oh, don't follow the path I followed. Just have better relations with the cops. Uh, yeah, is that what you did? You didn't work through the oppression. You didn't push through, fight through those stereotypes. You didn't educate yourself. No, you just you just had a better relationship with. The, okay, okay, Gilcrest, I see. Um, I'm I'm gonna call you a liar, uh, but um, I'm not actually surprised. Okay, well. That's a lot of information. That's a lot of stuff we just talked about. Um, so I'm going to close this out with this opinion piece from Governor Whitmer. Um, she's talking about, it's, it's in the New York Times, uh, the coronavirus is a civil rights battle too. Oh, really? Really? The, uh, the, the virus that China released, uh, or that China accidentally released, all right, I guess I'll... Keep it right. So the virus that's gone worldwide, that has affected populations all over the world, um, is a civil rights battle too. Um, all right, Big Gretch, you're going to have to explain that one to me because I ain't seeing it. I ain't seeing it, hon. All right, so here we go. Let's have Big Gretch explain to us why coronavirus is a civil rights battle too. So she starts off the piece with, you know, how rough she's had it as the governor having to close everything down and being a tyrannical, you know, dictator. 
Um, and it's just awful. You know, I feel so bad for her and her tyranny. But she continues uh, a few paragraphs in now. As cities boil over with anger at racially targeted policing, the Justice Department argued that the true victims were car washes and jewelry stores. Their closures were arbitrary, quote-unquote, and oppressive, quote-unquote. About George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, the filing was silent. Well, yeah, you retard, because they're filing, um, they're filing papers against you in your abuse of power. They're not filing papers against Derek Chauvin. They're not filing papers against the McMichaels that killed Ahmaud Arbery. They're not filing papers against the SWAT team that went in to... Or, no, sorry, not SWAT team. The three undercover officers that went in to find packages from a drug dealer at Breonna Taylor's house. Okay? They weren't serving them papers. They were serving you papers. You moron. My goodness. All right, so... uh, Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department in Washington filed a 17-page document asking federal courts to strip her of her powers. Um, so, you know, that's that's where this is coming from. Um, she, she actually calls the Civil Rights Division of the Justice Department racist. Um, so, <laughs> here we go. As if, as if nothing has changed between 1964 and now. The shameful irony does not escape me. It was the Civil Rights Division that prosecuted the murders of three civil rights workers during the Freedom Summer of 1964. The same office enforced the Voting Rights Act in the Jim Crow South to end the disenfranchisement of black citizens. And the same office held the Ferguson Police Department to account for fleecing and abusing its black residents. So, obviously, um, the Civil Rights Department... You know, in 1964, is the exact same civil rights department we have now. Exact same. And because they did a racist thing in 1964, they're doing a racist thing now. Obviously, obviously, it's the same exact people. It's the same exact department. It's the same exact situation. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll let you, uh, you know, if, if you really need my expert analysis on why these are not the same, I will give it. I will give it gladly. Um, I, don't, I don't think you need it. I think you see the differences. But, you know, whatever. Uh, yet, she continues, yet the Civil Rights Division was now trying to impede my efforts to fight a virus that has ripped through communities of color. Dun, 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 dun. You can see the legacy of racism and our mortality rate. That's right, our mortality rate. We have had many more black people dying. And so the virus must be racist. Except it's not actually the virus. It's you. You, you, you horrible Michigander, racist, bigoted pig. You sending that virus over to the black people to murder them all. You, you white supremacist, nasty I can't believe you. I should choke you where you stand. 
right, I, I get a little carried away. Um, oh, it's just so dumb. All right. So that's why she created the Michigan Coronavirus Tax Force on Racial Disparities. Uh, working to remove barriers, you know, blah, 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 blah. My gosh. If, if, I feel like if she was typing actually blah, 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 it would be more intelligent than the drivel she's spouting. All right. So, so she goes on after whining for a little while longer. Um, on, Mich- on Friday night, just a few hours after the Justice Department filed its statement in federal court, the Supreme Court rejected a request from a California church to stop a rule limiting the number of parishioners who could attend the services at one time. In a rare opinion, joining with the court's liberals, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote that the governor's decisions about lethal pandemic should not be subject to second-guessing by an unelected federal judiciary. Uh... So, did they take the case or no? Why are they giving an opinion on it? If they didn't take the case, they didn't rule on it, shut up. If you're not going to say anything officially, shut up. Why are you saying something? If you're if you're going to refuse the case, you don't get a say in it. Alright? Uh, th- that's it. If you're not going to take it, you don't get to talk about it. Shut up. But I guess he can have his opinion, whatever. And, and of course, Gretchen Whitmer can misconstrue it in whatever way she wants. And so she does. The Chief Justice's opinion shows the Civil Rights Division's filing for what it was. A brazen attempt to politicize a response to a global pandemic. Alright, so... Last paragraph here, because I, I, I need to be done now today. Uh, whatever the Justice Department may think the story of COVID-19 is a story about the historical legacy of racism in our country. With enough time and money, I am optimistic we will develop a a vaccine to inoculate us from one infection. Just one. Just one infection will have a vaccine. But we must bring the equivalent commitment to the cause of healing the racial divide. That continues to blight the United States. So, one of the infections may be cured. The COVID infection may be cured. But we must um, fight the infection of racism? Racial division? Ra- what? What is the other infection here? What is it? Is it like original sin? Like Adam and Eve? Like... Um, because there's only one cure for that infection and, uh, that's trust in Jesus Christ and turning from your sins and repenting. So, you know what, whatever, 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 Whitmer. Um, yeah, yeah. Racism is an infection just like you're a genius. All right. So we're gonna, we're gonna have to stop there. Um, I went a little long today. Uh, maybe I'll go just as long on Friday. Maybe I'll do su- super short one on Friday. You never know. With me, you know you're getting the show. You don't know how long it's going to be. And I'm going to keep you on your toes. So be ready for that. Um, with that, I'm going to say subscribe, like, share, comment. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm going to emphasize share because you are our advertisers right now. Uh, our listeners are our advertisers. So share it with other people that you may think like it. Uh even share it with people that might get pissed off and write, you know, me nasty mail that I can read on the show because that would be fun. So share it with everybody you know, 
and I will keep all of the great content coming to you that I possibly can. Uh, remember to go and listen to Jim's show too. He's talking about style and substance, um, why why politicians posture uh, without giving us anything of real substance. I, I mentioned that a little bit earlier, but uh, yeah. So go go listen to Jim, um, and uh, that'll do it for today. We'll see you guys on Friday. Oh, uh, also, next Friday. Next Friday. Me and Jim are getting together. Yeah, we're doing it. We're going to have a format as that's kind of the same that we started as. Uh, so be looking for that. It's going to be the Tom and Jim show. Uh, and we will see you this Friday for regular shows. Uh, so, yeah, I'm done. I was just rambling. Bye, everybody.